as the wise cookie once said, when someone who comes from nothing becomes something. It's the Boyle and Rojas podcast, episode 56. It's a big one. I'm Nick Rojas. He's Nick Boyle. What did we just see? We just saw the one and the only Ready Player One, which was fabulous. Let me first off by saying thanks, Cookie, for my quote. I think we're going to head it over to their interview to start and switch it up a little bit. No? Yeah, fine. All right. Uh, here's my dad and mom. They, they saw Ready Player One, and here was their review. Well, we just saw Ready Player One and uh, directed, obviously, by Steven Spielberg. And I'll tell you right now, it is a classic Steven Spielberg movie. Uh, so many things that uh, are just clear-cut direction by Steven Spielberg. The chase scenes, the music, um, the choice of characters, the ability to have someone from nothing rise to something of significance. Every cliche you could throw and every 80s reference, 70s reference, everything you could throw in there at once. What do you think, Kristen? Yeah, like I told you, there was a little for little something for everyone. Um, on a good note, I did not fall asleep. That's true, and that was the fear going into it. Yeah, uh, you yeah. thought I might. Fall I thought asleep. this was going to just be a nap time for me. What'd you think of the uh, crowd? Yeah, uh, again, I feel like we were one of the couple of the oldest people there, um, and maybe the coolest people. I I just don't, I don't know. know. <laughs> like you, you said something in the movie at the end because they had the movie had T.J. Miller in it, who was the comic relief. And the crowd, I don't know. I mean, it wasn't, they just didn't seem to get it or register. Yeah, we we seem to be the only ones laughing <laughs> half the time. But I agree. I don't know. I mean, maybe they're too technical. They're you identified too... them uh, as a, a room full of? I'm not going to say. Because okay, they have gotcha. a, a, a listening audience. That's true. So Never mind. I don't want to Yeah. Okay. So offend. let's pretend. You can delete that, Nick. All right. Or edit it, I should say. <laughs> Anyways, uh, Nick, uh, I gave the movie. Uh, I thought it was uh, a pretty good achievement in terms of the, the technology incorporating. Uh, I won't give anything away, but there's a movie sequence that they incorporated and they have these characters in it. Uh, because of the technical aspect of the movie, I would give it, and the fact that it was very cliche and directed by Steven Spielberg, and I could tell, I give this movie a seven. Seven. But kernels. what did you say about the, the maybe the message that it was trying to convey? Oh yeah, that's right. The message that it's trying to convey, I think, is the 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 fear of power corporations, these mega corporations that are trying to take over and control our lives. The the Amazons, the Googles, you know, the Facebooks, and now with the. I mean, virtual. virtual reality is there, and I've had the opportunity to experience virtual reality, and it is it is really cool. You experienced it mm-hmm. as well, um, but it's kind of frightening that I think this is kind of like, hey, this is what's uh, yeah, out there. Are the lines blurring, yeah. and are people, you know, we're just getting started with virtual mm-hmm. re- reality, and it's entertaining, but is there going to be a time where people are choosing more virtual reality than reality? And that was a great, I think, uh, uh what do you call it? Moral of the story. Mm. Um, so I gave it, like I said, seven. Um, yeah, I think I would give it a seven. Seven? All right. That's it from here from beautiful uh, Louisiana at the AMC Theater. Love Movie Pass and uh, love my stub rewards. Uh, Nick, Nick, Austin, we love you guys. Thank you, Mom and Dad. So now that explains the uh, I feel like the they intro. needed the backstory to that quote. They had a very good, very good uh, depiction of the 
you know, synopsis of the movie, in a sense, but just to, you know, catch you up a little bit, if you didn't know all of it, basically, like they said, a uh, virtual re- reality world called the Oasis is formed by this by these two creators, and these people are fighting for three keys to find that are hidden in this world, that basically is like a video game, but, but it's more than that too, um, and in this world, they're looking for these three magical keys, if they find the keys, they basically get to own Oasis, and own what was it twenty five trillion dollars or something too and stuff, but basically the oh, biggest things like, they well, get to control half a trillion, half a trillion, five hundred wasn't even close. Classic, but uh, and fi- you know find this Easter egg which you know people talk about in movies and video games and all this stuff are these Easter eggs that creators leave behind, uh, and it was just such a cool concept. So uh, we want to start with that quote because you know that quote basically sums up our main character who is played by. Ty Sheridan, uh, and he played Parzival in the game and in real life, uh, Wade Watts, which his dad gave him the name because it sounded almost like a superhero. Now, was this or was this not based upon a book? I heard yes. it was based on a book. Based on a book. Ernest Klein wrote it. I believe it came out in 2011, I want to say. Mm-hmm. Um, never read it. Nope. I thought, like, oh, maybe I'll read it before the movie. I didn't. And, Please. Uh, there you go. <laughs> we barely. And that's, that is a sad part of our. Uh, generations, I feel like we don't get to enough books enough, uh, yeah. but we are busy. Uh, but it, it, you know, to go off of that, one of the things I wanted to mention is recently. I at this girl right now; she's gonna freak out. It'd be funny. I'm not gonna do it though. I'm not a dick. Should you do it? No. Dare you? No, I'm not gonna do it. The one thing about this, uh, oh! about that, <laughs> about reading the book that would be interesting is, you know, maybe a platform of a an app or on a Kindle or something that flashes the words real quick. I saw I recently saw this research that if you if you are looking at your screen and words flash, your brain recognizes it and can read it and understand it quicker yeah. than if you look at a page full of words and full of text. So I might have been able to read it if it was in that format. But besides that, <laughs> nope, I wouldn't have gotten to this movie. I mean to this book, but the movie I'll go see again. I'll tell you. And I'm glad. So we decided as a podcast, we were going to go see this in 2D. I texted Nick about halfway through the week before, you know, this is a Saturday night. And I said, hey, I want to see this in 3D IMAX at Providence Place. Old school. Can we go do it? And he said, fine. And we didn't know which one we were going to see this year at IMAX yet. Um, (laughs) So, so anyways, overall, great movie. Let's just get down to it. Directed by Steven Spielberg, yeah. the one and only. He's made many instant classics. But like my dad said, the cliche of somebody who is, like you said at the beginning of the show, that is a cliche. I know it's inspiring yeah. at times, but it definitely is some repeated ground. But it's that's the hero's journey. I mean, someone, a great... I a don't character know he, needs a journey. Well, no, I don't know if it was a writer or a philosopher who said there. there's only 45 different kind of stories that can be told. Mm-hmm. And if you think about it like that, that's... That's, an in, that's another cliche. Well, no. <laughs> just kidding. Well, I just wrap my mind in a pretzel on there that There we one. go. Why not? Is yeah, but... Is I mean, it salted? Yeah, it is. <laughs> um, but dipping it, sauce? So while it is cliche, like my dad said, I mean, it is set in a interesting world, but continue with what you're going to say. But I thought it was modern and fun, and yeah. I think it was and also... Did like you mention that said, it's on in 3D IMAX? Yes, yeah. I just said that. Okay. And it, um, it was very realistic because, like we said... We experience this virtual reality now coming more to life, and it's only going to, you know, as we were leaving the theater, there was a huge sign, bring virtual reality home, or bring the experience to the big screen or something, and, you know, now you can go to these, you can go to movie theaters, 
use virtual reality headsets and play games on the big screen too with you and friends and stuff. And it's this whole, you know, now getting wrapped into the movies. But, you know, the movie was cracking jokes at that too and cracking jokes at movies and games. And they incorporated one of the levels that they had to go through was about a movie. Not going to give it away, but a specific horror movie, which I thought kudos to them. They were bringing in all aspects of different... Um, uh, I don't want to say social media, but yeah, in a sense, like you're seeing film, you're seeing video games, you're seeing uh, virtual pop reality, pop culture. No, no, that's on. That's what you're trying to word you're looking for, pop culture. Sure. Okay. Yep. It is. Yeah. <laughs> that's exactly how you sum it up. But basically, in all aspects, and it to me was a realistic future as well. I mean, not as close of the future. Maybe a couple years further, they should have done. Have you ever been to Columbus? But that was one thing that I know. We have two guests with us again. Our ladies. Becca and Michaela are with us again, and uh, Michaela leaned over to me at one point and said, really? They're all in the same state. That is one thing that was interesting, and I'm not going to go into any more than that, but, like, the the big bad guys were in the same state where he was. Like, that's a very interesting concept that... Well, people, they, and, they, and well these, they posited that the creators were from Columbus, and they were such rock stars that so many people it wanted to be there because it was the fastest-growing city. For Okay, for sure, but it, it, it was a global. Yeah, it's a global program, but they all happen to be in the same state, same place. Well, he did se- send the message for them to come find him. Remember some of the other people, his other quote unquote clan people. I'm saying even from the get go, if you thought about it in the long scheme, you look back and you're like, oh wait, from the you know. The- well, I'm, I'm fine with with Wade being in the same city as IOI, because that's where the. Oasis was founded. Oh, so you're saying, okay, I know what you're saying now. I don't want to give away things, but ba- I see where you're going. We'll talk about it besides the podcast because okay. I think it would be a spoiler for the spot, the podcast. We don't want to give spoilers. We will say, and I think you can agree with me on this, this is an IMAX movie. You go see this, and you like definitely see it IMAX. Or I think that I would like this movie one point less if I didn't see it in IMAX um, 3D, for sure. The... Race sequence that happens within the first fifteen minutes that of the was movie sweet too. was so incredible and just breathtaking. Yeah, breathtaking. And then and you're just it you're stops ch- and then the title comes up a minutes after that. And you're no, like, no, 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 it no. wasn't. No, that was that was after the. Oh, it was thing. after the beginning. Yeah. Okay. Let's start with that. I'm sorry, I interrupted you, but no, you're good. Let me backtrack what no, I was come. saying. The what, intro what? was explaining what Oasis was, yeah. and it brought you into the world and explained it right off the start, so you yes. didn't understand. Which you said Spielberg is known yes, to do. Yes, known to he spoon feeds you everything you ever need to know about the movie. There are no like, wait, what? With Spielberg movies, you know everything that's going on. And I think what think was, of the yeah. Dino DNA scene in Jurassic Park. Yeah, nope, perfect explanation. Exactly. Yes. This movie, uh, E.T. It's like here is what it is. And I'm not going to even let you think about that it's not this. Like, here is what you can do, and here's the possibilities you can do. Yeah. I'm not even going to let you sit there. And here's what it would look like, too. Right. You saw multiple different worlds, which was cool. Do you know that he made But it-, it was fun in IMAX because it was almost like when he puts the Oasis goggles on, it was that feeling I was hoping. When I saw the trailer, he puts the Oasis goggles on, you start going through, and you're like, ooh, that would be cool to see and experience. Mm. You felt it using the 3D felt, IMAX. Uh, you started going in, and you're like, whoa! Not like flying. Yeah, not like, to give it away, but definitely during that final fight sequence as well, you felt like you're too. watching like the most unbelievable video game you've ever seen in your life. Yeah, and you're just in it. Yeah. That's the best part. Is and that's what I love about IMAX is you you are in it. You yes. feel like you are there, 
throughout all of it. I mean, I would pay like the, uh, to go Sim- see it on IMAX again. You ever seen the Universal Simpsons ride before? Yes. It's kind of like that. Yep. Where you're like fully immersed. You're like, am I That's in funny. this? Really I just, just did screen. that last year too, which oh, yeah. is so interesting. Oh, yeah. But you're right. It's like, am I in it? But you're you you yeah. are in a sense. And I do but, have you know I do have problems with a lot of. CGI heavy movies, and this one was even past CGI. It was just full blown animated for most most of, of the movie. Probably seventy five percent of it. Yeah, and I do have problems with a lot of movies like that because I feel like I I lose the human aspect of these yeah. movies, and maybe that's what they were kind of almost going for with this movie. It's like we're losing that human side. Of but I think life. Ooh, that's we're living point. so much with these screens, these phones that. And obviously, the and the movie slaps you in the face with this, like, oh, the virtual world's better than the real world. Uh, but the creator people, wants but the real world. Yeah. yeah, once you understand the real world's actually pretty good, and it's like and you need to take time in the real world and away from the social they, yeah, online. They world. They slap you in the face with that. Yeah, and, and there were over there were and over. Yeah, and the, one of the biggest slaps was a big twist and a, like a papooing and to the point you sit papoo. That's a fun yeah, word. When Winnie, the, when Winnie the Pooh shows up, I was like, Basically. oh, that's cool, and then he murders people. It's like, <laughs> and you're like, Whoa. wow, this that movie took does a not twist. Care. Christopher Robin did not take care Christopher Robin. Christopher Robin. But um, it basically, I remember there was that one scene, I think you understand, and you you just, I sat up. I'm like, yes! Like, Boyle, I, want I was Boyle doing shout-outs. I clapped at the end. Amen. I don't care that you hate that, but I loved it. From beginning to end, it exceeded what I thought. Really exceeded your expectations? Exceeded. I could not, I could not see a flaw at all. Because to me, I think the whole point, I know what you were saying, oh, it's very CGI, but, like, that's the point. The point is, like, oh, my God, you gotta, you're got you not in reality as much, and that's, like you just said, that's the theme of it. Another theme is, like your dad said, the corporation side of it, like, don't let corporations, there were multiple themes here. The theme of yeah. a, a character's journey of, like, striving, and right from the beginning, him getting cornered by the girl and saying, if they come to you and they offer you money, what are you going to do? They they nipped that in the butt in the first fifteen minutes. I yeah. thought that was brilliant. Like, they did not let you sit there and go, oh nope. They just were like, boom, boom, boom. Spielberg nailed it on the head for me, which is just gonna lead right to my rating. I gave this one my first of the year, ten out of ten. <laughs> I was so happy. I loved it. I know you know. I know hey, you're not gassed up. I love it. But it's just like the soundtrack was on point. I was sitting grooving and dancing. It was funny when it needed to be funny to bring you back from how serious it got at times. It was action packed to the point where it was breathtaking in many scenes, not just one. Just when you started getting comfortable, it picked back up. It just had everything you needed in a movie. Sad, happy, love, you know, and and even the romantic side, I thought that it was there, but it wasn't the prevalence. Like to the point to the point in one of the scenes, he's like, You'll thank me later, you know, like boom. And it's just like for me, I this is everything. I went in expecting I need to keep myself toned. Like this is gonna be a good movie. It's probably gonna be a seven, like your dad said. But I'm a kid at heart and this just hits home. And was just so much fun from beginning to end for me. And just threw surprises at me I was not expecting. Shocked me at points I wasn't expecting. Um, And just overall just so pleased at the end of that film. And 100% 10 out of 10 for me. And I'd argue it. I don't care who you are. I'll start with my rating 4 out of 10. (laughs) I knew it! Here we go! (laughs) I'm kidding. No, no, no. So uh, it said... It exceeded your expectations, which surprised me because I thought you were going to be going in with, like, sky-high expectations. Here's the thing. I've had to, you know, kind of with what, um, kind of with, like, what I was going into, 
you know, with my ratings for this whole year, don't get excited about a movie. We've kind of been geared last year, really, some of those movies threw us for loops. Like, we're like, wow, let down. And I just knew that this movie wouldn't let me down, but I, you know, after especially that first scene, I was already locked into the seven. That first 10 minute scene, you know, beside, between the, the Oasis thing and then the race, I was like, boom, this is a seven. Nothing's going to bring it down. And nothing to me did. And then it just kept getting better for me. It just like, and I, and I, and I say like, I would have been mad at myself to see 2D. I might have been mad at myself because this was, I like to be blown away. And personally, IMAX is tricky. It's expensive. By the way, it is cheaper on Tuesday nights. Just hint, hint to anyone listening. Go uh -huh. see it on a Tuesday night. Um, it is cheaper. But hey, I paid $16 for my ticket. I paid $16 for her ticket. So total 33 <laughs> cool. after Sick taxes. Brag. It was 100% worth that money to the point, like I said a couple minutes ago, I would go see it and pay it again in IMAX. If anyone needs a partner, I'm there. Like, it was great. I would totally experience that again. That was awesome. So, yes, exceeded what I – I thought we would have walked out. Okay, great. Glad we saw it. But to me, I even thought at the end – I can't believe I'm still ranting. I'm sorry, but I'm so happy about this incredible. flick that I know for a fact that is a movie I buy on DVD. And I don't buy many movies on DVD, Blu -ray. but I will. You got to buy that on And Blu -ray. on Blu-ray no, because I have a PS4 now, so I can yeah. watch it on Blu-ray. Yeah, you guys start getting Blu-rays, man. Yep. DVDs are trash. Hey, let's be careful. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, I have a feeling. No. You, you, people need to see this in theaters and don't rely on seeing this at home. Definitely in theaters. Seeing but this if home, you can... Bring yourself to go to the 3D back row so you don't get too overwhelmed. Back row, I think, helps because a lot of motion. You know, in this movie, there is a lot of movement, a lot of motion. So back row is what we did. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, I was just so pleasure, pleasured by this movie. Yeah. You, I'm going to keep you, saying you, pleasured. I know. He was pleasured. I saw I might him. even say it backward. Delizable. Oh. Yes. That word. That's right. It was good. Wow. What's wow uh, spelled I think we backwards? Did. Wow. What's it if you flip it upside down? Mom. Mother's Day is coming out soon. Don't That's forget right. it. May Buy your mom a gift. Yep. May something. 17th? Sure. So what was your rating? Uh, wow. That was a heck of a rant, <laughs> Boyle. Um, I yeah. almost went into like Mother the Movie, and I was like, we got to stop this. You, I know. Well, no. You you bring up an interesting point that I kind of – it's going to be negative me saying this, but like it's all right. seeing this at I home is negative. not going to be – as enjoyable at seeing this and that kind of hurts the movie for me in a little bit of a sense when you rely a little bit too much on being spectacular on a big screen sometimes that can hurt it a little bit now, i'm not saying to take anything away from this movie but i've seen some movies that were unbelievable in the big screen that i never want to see again like gravity i never want to see that at home like it's but this is different than that same with interstellar i still like still saw it at home yeah no i was no but i'm thinking like this movie like if I see in like a screen, you're just gonna be like, "Oh, it's like watching a YouTube video or a video game." So this is 100 percent gonna get. Well, needs do to you be, think that this? Well, I want you to finish. I'm sorry. It might get a vi man. It's interesting. I don't know if it's gonna get a visual effects. That's what nomination. I was wondering. Yeah. I was thinking that as I was watching it. Will this get a nomination? In the future, you know, <sighs> sound not not soundtrack. It's early, uh, but yeah, maybe, no, maybe original mu maybe original music. The uh, original score, music, the it score, wouldn't win though. The score, no, it won't win at all. Spielberg. The score was interesting because, like you said, there were certain scenes. Was this John Williams that score? they oh. they tied in certain movies with their songs, yes. and you didn't recognize it until you point out to me. I'm like, oh yeah, and why is it like it was brilliantly put together too? Like. 
things that they said were happening in certain scenes based upon yeah, where there's they a lot were. of look certain if you, music was used yeah. because of who they were with or what was going on in that scene yep. like that's why almost why I want to see it again now too and thank God for movie pass because I know I will um, whether it's you know using movie pass to go see it in a normal theater or paying to go see it in 3d IMAX or whatever but I'll see it again because I feel like a lot of those clues with soundtrack tying in script tying into certain scenes all of that will make more sense now seeing it a second time whereas some of that stuff yes. you'd point out to me and be like oh you recognize this and this i'm like oh yeah i never would have picked up on that so many different little pop culture easter eggs in this movie easter eggs throughout the easter egg movie exactly too so, bad the rabbit didn't easter. show up right on easter you know it's a miracle if he showed up j-man shows up that would have been incredible pop culture. Wow. If one of the people was Jesus as their <laughs> avatar, I would have been Nuts. like, I would have been 11 out of 10. This yeah. movie's perfect. <laughs> so what was your rating? You haven't gotten to it. I know. Um, yeah. And for, that's the end of the podcast. For, no, I know. <laughs> I'm just <That's>, kidding. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, yeah, there's like, I was so pumped when I saw the Mayor Gordy Wilson poster. Does anybody get that reference? Cricket. Cricket. All right, that's from Back to the Future. Cricket. Wow. My, one of my favorite movies of all time. Um, God. <laughs> Here's another that little. I wish you need to find a cricket sound. Look, and all right. There. I want to say right off the bat, I know what Spielberg's doing to me with movies like this, but he's so good at making movies. But it it ticks me off because it's sometimes it's very formulaic, and it's like, hey, I'm just gonna take this formula that I've made with all these movies over Listen, the years, and I'm gonna take that movie for what it is. Don't you start comparing it to other Spielberg movies? Oh, I will because why? Because Let's there's do a, it. There's a million different movies. I'm in tap this movie. you with my microphone. It's like. It's like, that song was really good. It's like, yeah, it's because it's a remix of this song, this song, and this song. And it's like, oh. It's, it's the remix edition. So, I, look, I don't want to bash this movie at all because I'm going to give it an 8 out of 10. I thought it was unbelievable mm. in terms of, like, from technical aspect to it just being able to tell a story. It, But it, it developed a few plot lines that it, I never quite fully felt there were at the end. You know what I mean? That At the end scene where they're talking to, you know, one of the guys with, yeah. you know. And... He's like, hey, so-and-so said this, and he's like, he almost gets choked up a little bit. I'm like, man, if this movie was developed some of these interpersonal relationships just a little bit more, I would have been crying at that part. But I even love the fact of the cliffhanger that they leave you at the very end, too. Don't with... tell me. This is all a setup for Infinity War. No. <laughs> get ready That's for it. That's awesome. No. I'm saying, like... Tony Stark shows up. In the personable connection that the main character... Um, oh man, what I just said his name too. Oh, Parsible? Uh, Parsible. No, yeah, but like when Wade has the final conversation with, with um, Ogden. Ogden. Well, okay. No, not Ogden. Spoiler. I'm sorry. Not Ogden. When he has a uh, conversation with somebody else in the room. Okay. And they're having that conversation. And he says, How is this possible? And he closes the door. Like, to me. There's a, it's showing you that there's a whole other world out there. Like, those are supposed, those are, those little cliffhangers make a movie. Those, those non-answered questions, I think, I see what you're saying about interpersonal with some of that, but I like the fact that Og, we didn't see Og at all throughout the movie. Why? And be, because, why do you need that? So now you're asking for that, more to me, Spielberg. That's a, that to me, that... you're asking more of Spielberg. You want, you said you don't like it when Spielberg fully lays it right out for you. But then, why why do you want that then for that? Because instead, I got to see I got to see like a bunch of like animatron not animatronics like cartoon characters beat up. Wow, Celtics beat the Raptors. So that's incredible. Um, <laughs> it's gonna be a score update for everybody on Monday on a game that happened two days earlier. Uh, Peace, sir. Um, no, it because instead, like there's large chunks of this movie where I'm just seeing a bunch of uh, ones and zeros on the screen beat up each other. 
You know what I mean? When you break it down. And there's a part of me that's so badly wanting some some reason to feel some kind of emotion at the end other than like, wow, that was impressive to look at. And this movie was impressive as heck to look at. This movie didn't need to be emotional. You're not supposed to get emotionally tied, I feel like. They were kind of setting up that at the end, like, hey, Ogden, like... I think Ogden... He was, his regret, and he's like, hey, you know, he always said this was more wasn't supposed to be a one-player game. And, like, they're kind of being like, you were supposed to feel... If this was a little bit of a better movie, I feel like you were supposed to be like, wow, like, dang. I need to reconsider the relationships and the friendships I have. You know, I think that they had already made that. They made that a couple times throughout the movie. Maybe that wasn't in the book. Maybe and, you know what I mean. I that the well, there's the there's the book reference. Uh, again, too. also yeah, this is one of the. Rare... But that's pick. That's nitpicking. That's why. That's but like, that's also why this movie is probably pretty good too. Thing. It's a really good book. It took him three years to make this movie. He made yeah. two movies in the time that it took him to make this movie. Spielberg did. But yeah. do you want to name them? No. The Post, <laughs> and he made Bridge of Spies with Mark Rylance, who was Holiday. Uh, so he made two movies with them at the same time. Well, I think that that's nitpicking to go all the way down to an eight. No, no, no. it's not just that too. It's like this in a mo- comparison this- to some of the other movies you gave. No, in a, a no, seven or an eight. No, this movie at its best would have gotten an eight for me because it's just it's a bunch of like we can make it, in a world where we can make anything happen. Like it's kind of it just doesn't. Those aren't the stories that really kind of appeal to me. But it's even the point of like I liked that the like they were talking about the Easter egg and how they're hidden, they're invisible. They weren't. They were very hard for them to find. Yeah. They took some very mental thinking about who he was as a person of the creator, yeah. which is interesting Good. because that's exactly what an Easter egg is. So it almost laid out. If you ever look for Easter eggs in movies, whether it's all the Avenger and Marvel movies and the Easter eggs in those because those are very well placed and very well put. Or the Easter eggs in any video game, which the one they described at the very end was brilliant that they explained that. Because I didn't even know that about that game. But the but why that creator put that Easter egg in there, it's like, oh my god. Like That's why in this movie there's Easter eggs. That's why they explain But how much of, of that credit do you give to the movie versus the book, too? Well, I depends because we didn't read the book, but you have to give it the credit to the movie because one, we saw the movie, and two, because Spielberg's the one laying it out for you clear as day. He left out very clear as day. I like movies that are a little bit, maybe a little bit more challenging, just a little bit. Like unsure. (laughs) Can't believe unsane. Yeah, whatever. Unsure about your rating on unsane. Well, let's get to our guests about what they thought about this movie. Well, let's start with Becca because it was her first ever IMAX movie. Take the microphone. Wow. That's incredible. Becca, first time seeing an IMAX. Let's go over that before we get into the movie. But quickly, what do you feel that your experience was seeing this, a 3D movie at IMAX being completely immersed in everything? What would you think? I liked it. I wasn't sure how I was going to feel about it because Nick was telling me prior that they're not his favorite. And I was like, well... I don't know, but a lot of times we feel opposite on things. You can so. be negative Nancy, I know, <laughs> I understand. I thought the first scene was great. It was kind of intense to see like my first 3D movie with that particular scene. Um, and a lot of the action scenes following that, it was like 3D really just intensified that. But I think it's what the maybe, the what made the movie um, go up in score for me. Mm-hmm. So I thought it was a, a good experience overall. So, crazy loud speakers. They don't really go into that. With, like the in, when you used to go see an IMAX, they tell you how many speakers were in that building. Um, all the 
the sound and the surround sound quality and the the 3D and all that stuff. They kind of just are like, you understand, it's IMAX 3D. What do you feel about the sound and how loud and how did you feel as immersed as like we kind of keep explaining it for people who might not have seen ever ever gone to an IMAX 3D such as yourself? Yeah, like, I definitely. What do you feel about that and the vision too of how much bigger the screen is compared to a normal screen? Yeah, I definitely felt immersed at a couple points in time. I was like having one hand over my ear because it was so loud. I felt like I was, I was there. Yeah. Um, but it was a negative thing. It was it was cool because it was different. There's sometimes in an IMAX movie, movie IMAX. and especially for this with like those couple of the scenes we were talking about earlier, and how fast paced and crazy it is. That at one point I lost track that Nick and Michaela were both sitting next to me. So, like, did you ever have a point in the movie that you felt that, like, I was like, oh, man, I'm here. And then I was like, oh, wait, I'm sitting around people (laughs) and there's other people here. And I do that a lot in normal movie theaters. (laughs) So this was kind of, yeah. That was interesting. I wasn't expecting that. I I had really low expectations just for this movie, actually, in general. I didn't really care for the trailer that I saw. Mm. Um, But I'm happy. I actually really enjoyed this movie. So tell us, what what did you like about it? What did you think? Um... Let's see. I made a little list so I don't lose track of my thoughts here. Um, I liked... Oh, gosh. I can't remember the name of the character. The one with the skull stomach. Uh, T.J. Miller. T.J. Yeah. Miller's <laughs> character was actually called um, I-Rock. And it's funny because he 100%... Um, I you know that it's kind of stinks because of the, you know you have to spoil who his character is because I didn't know his character going into yeah. this either. But he's just totally T.J. Miller. Like, you you know, the minute he goes there, he could have played this big, bad, hard guy, if you think about it, and he totally didn't. Yeah. Um, but yeah, keep going on what you thought about him. <laughs> he provided good comedic relief. Like, I didn't think it was, like, forced comedy. I didn't think the jokes were too corny. I thought they were light, but funny. I don't know. They, mm-hmm. kept, they kept me laughing. Um, overall, I thought it kept my interest throughout most of the movie. Um, the plotline was good. We've seen similar things in the past, but I thought it was a little different. I have similar uh, like what? Oh I'll be gosh. interested what you mean by that. Now I feel like well, I don't. Now have I'm putting you right on yeah, the spot. Yeah, right. For I'm like, I don't one. have a specific because example to me, off the top I didn't, of my head. I can't tell you one movie that I thought was similar to this. Nick, could you help her out with this one? What she ask? She I said that like the <laughs> fact of like she felt that there were some similar movies like this that we've seen, similar storylines. Do you have any off the top of your head? I couldn't think of one. And I actually tried to think about that, and uh, that's a good point you bring that up. But I personally, off the top of my head, couldn't think about it. Uh, Tomb Raider. I wasn't oh, really get out of the car. <laughs> I was like, oh, <laughs> get I wasn't out. really thinking that. <laughs> get uh, out. Lord of the Rings. Honestly, I've never seen Lord of the Rings. What? But what? I have the whole three disc set, we'll so we're doing that. a movie okay. marathon. That sounds good to me. Well, uh, I honestly, Lord of the Rings, in terms of an epic journey, started by someone from Lord yeah over three movies. Yeah, no, but it was. I mean. I'm just saying. You asked, like, yeah, yeah I know. <laughs> I think it was more I so... I feel like I answer the question, you go, yeah, but I hate you. Yeah, but, <laughs> but at the same point, is that the same, yeah, sure, epic journey, but it's also not a video game. This is all about video games and stuff, too. Yeah, so I that's seen more of the story that particularly. I kind of mean just, like, I've seen movies where the focus is on how technology is affecting our life in, like, a negative manner and things of that nature, so... Thanks, Steve Jobs. I know, seriously. Wait. <laughs> Question. Holiday. Bigger than Jobs? That was the headline of the movie. Yeah. Mm. Oh, I missed that. Okay. I really so, like... So the storyline, check. TJ Miller, check. 
um, the dance scene. <laughs> I really liked that. Fever not. Fever that's my night. jam. I really like that song. So <laughs> I gotta tell you, Bee Gees is a personal favorite of Nick and I, and it just goes back to Justin Timberlake and Jimmy Fallon doing the Barry Gibb talk show on SNL, and we always quote that, always make fun of that. We love it. <laughs> and we're seeing Justin this Wednesday night, which we are, we've been looking forward to this concert since our freshman year of high school. So I have to throw that in there, too. Very on excited another for note, you both. Yeah, we are more than ecstatic floor seats. We are going to be close and personal with I know JT. Nick was upset when the Friars lost in hockey, but, but I was secretly <laughs> very happy because I knew how much this concert meant to the oh, both of you. Yep. I'm like, y'all That's how I 10 felt. I was this. like, I, and I felt bad. Sorry, I texted Friars. him right after. Just a side <laughs> note. I texted him right afterwards, and I was like, Some Justin Timberlake Hey, bud, like, so much. <laughs> pictures of your Sign up with the loss, <laughs> but guess what? The concert's coming up. And, uh, no, but yeah. So anyways. um yeah, no, I I completely agree, and I thought it was cool the animation of how to dance in the in the uh, in the digital world too was kind of yeah, fun. Yeah, it for was sure. fun. Um, other things that I liked, the actress Helen H. I don't know her name in real life. Uh, uh, Lena Waithe. Lena Waithe. She's from Master of None. She yes, all, she wrote. <laughs> few episodes of that she I think. did she wrote and three she with in the second um she run she won the emmy it was the second season yep. she wrote two or three episodes with him and won one of them yes yeah nick yep. and i just watched well it was my first episode of master yes. of none which nick recommended to me so we watched that we, earlier we watched this week. It and really it was me and her watching the first five minutes like and out. then he was sleeping but, but i was pretending before, that he so. was awake um yeah so she was in it and i really liked her so i was really happy when i saw her again um tonight she Let's wrote see. something else recently too. Actually, she's she's been she's blowing up. Yeah, she's starting to blow up, which is good for her. You know, so. I was a little disappointed, but this is I knew it was like gonna happen because Nick warned me. I missed a lot of like the pop culture references because I didn't really I don't know I don't really watch a lot of things or I hadn't. This movie is perfect for people who have seen a bunch of popular movies, have taken in a lot of popular culture over the past few years from. Anywhere between the late 70s and, you know, through the 90s. Like my dad mentioned earlier, uh, about 45 minutes ago on this podcast. Um, but, yeah, the, sorry, Becca. Yeah, it it doesn't it doesn't hurt if you don't know any of those. You still get the same enjoyment in the movie, but it's a lot of fun to be like, oh, hey, it's that thing. I so, feel like I yeah. didn't get the same. In, well, well, I actually was going to give a, a different rating than yourself, wow. a greater rating oh, than yourself. Perfect. But, um, but now no. I feel like in that, I don't know. I didn't enjoy a lot of the parts that you really enjoyed. I could tell by your expressions. Um, so I need to go back and watch another bunch of movies and rewatch this. like the chasing stuff? There was a bunch of you. Like, oh, that's a this reference. That's a, that's a this reference. That's a, like the, that's a this so reference. The DeLorean or the Back to the Future reference yeah. was awesome. Or the there Iron, was... personally, and I, I mean, it's in the trailer, but the Iron Giant was one of my favorite childhood movies. I love that movie. Yeah, there so was, was a couple. I don't really want to, I don't know if me saying it would spoil it, but um, I do have a question. So, you know how they would be wearing the goggles and if they're not on like a treadmill or something, yep. they're like running around in real life. Yeah. Basically with chickens with their head cuts off. Yep. So like as a person who's not wearing the goggles in the real world, like driving and stuff, like what I don't know. I feel like how do you exist in a world like that? You're just gonna run everyone over, you gotta be extra cautious because people are running around with their eyes closed essentially. Like, yeah, definitely. I think you just totally uh nailed you know kind of a good a good point in maybe almost like a continuity error but it wasn't 
basically everyone, if you noticed in the movie, I found was either walking or mo- like or on a public transportation that might be able to maneuver around that. Yeah. But also, we didn't see people like running person. around. He's like on top of his that desk. Was like, see- what and is then I was going thinking on? With that was he wasn't You're supposed to be playing at work because everyone yeah. else was, and I think he was trying to do it secretly or something, but oh, obviously yeah. not secretly. Like like stuff like that. I could see what you're saying. Yeah. But for the norm. The people at the end running in the streets with it on was because they were yeah, all trying yeah. to help him, trying to fight the last battle. That was battle. cool. I know you want to say something. No, I mean. I had another question. Uh, uh, those, those are kind of stuff that I just, I'm like, yeah, it's just, they're you just, just accept so it. Yeah. yeah, at that point, it's like those, a story. Those yeah. things don't irk me. Yeah. But I understand the question. Also, I do, because that would be something normally I'd point out. One more question. Um, so in the game, if they want to just stop playing, can't they just take their goggles off? Like, I feel like... Yeah, they did. They did. No, well, yeah, but, like, some scenes that were, like, really difficult, they might, like, lose all their coins, they might die, like, no, right after the dance would... scene, like, why can't you just, well, just take it off and don't risk losing your coins? Like, I don't know. Does that not, is that not an option? What, taking your coin, are you taking your head off and then you're out of the game? They could have, but yeah. if you're in the middle of fighting somebody that you don't have time to throw down a sword and take off your thing real quick and they were all trying to fight. And oh, then yeah, you... okay. I just wasn't so sure. I, I felt like saying. sometimes, like, they're acting as if it's life or death when I'm like, just take off the goggles and don't risk the coins. Yeah. They basically, these people, though, that were risking it, just, it's kind of like if you're at war. Yeah, they're You know, you, you just, they're you know you're there, off. you know it's going to happen and you're in such adrenaline, yeah, you don't just, have a second nah, to think about you know taking what? it off. That's true. So, um, well, Becca, what was your final rating on this? Final rating... Honestly, final thoughts. I really got to throw out two more quick things. Last time, I think we saw a movie all together. It was Tomb Raider. And I was disappointed that there was no romance. Now, I do have some comments about the small, short-lived romance that there was. When he pushed her hair back the first time, I was like, so predictable. I was rolling my eyes into the next century. Nick was like, what? And I'm like, come on. Everyone knew that was going to happen. Second thing was... They're holding hands after two seconds that he's like, I like you. I'm like, that doesn't happen in real life. Also, you've known her for one day, and now you're saying you're in love with her, and she's pretty much accepting it for what it is, and now you're all of a sudden in a relationship. I'm like, that. that's very not realistic, but, I mean, the whole mo- whatever. Um, twist ending was good, much better than I expected overall. The little bit of a abusive relationship made me sad. I didn't like that, but... I understand its place, and I would give it an eight out of eight and a half. Wow, I just ruined that. Eight and a half out of ten kernels. Cool, Thank cool, you. cool. Oh, an eight and a half. So not yes. much higher than you. But that's much my higher than my is, normal I'm, average. I know. Of I'm seven. happy for. I'm happy she enjoyed the movie. Thank you Enjoy for taking enjoy. me. All right, now we're heading over to Michaela. Michaela, with the movie we've touched upon a lot. I know. I've touched upon some of the things you wanted to say. Overall, what did you think? Okay, you guys literally said everything I would have said. <laughs> I can't add anything more. But I'm just going to say I thought it was great. Really enjoyed it. A lot of twists, a lot of Easter eggs that I thoroughly enjoyed, just like these guys said. You literally said everything, so. But point out um, a couple of the big things, like we that we even if we no did that say. intro scene was probably my favorite part where yep. it, it did the explanation. I love movies is, that do that for yeah, you. And this is also the second time you've seen an IMAX movie. The first one was The Hobbit, so very different. Oh, sort so of different. Movies. So what's your comparison? Compare. I mean, you saw The Hobbit, a lot of walking, a couple fight scenes, but yeah, this there is was like much more movement, craziness, I was gonna say. action. Like, what do you think? It, 
like brought the real world and the video game world together and I think that's like what made it so cool about IMAX like seeing this in IMAX is because you got to see some IMAX in the real world and some IMAX in video game form and it was just like a really cool like balance and combination between the two that has never that I've never really like seen before so you thought it enhanced your experience totally but do you think uh would you have seen it in 2d or oh no it would have been i wouldn't have enjoyed it as much i don't think yeah you have to see this in imax i'm sorry you have to yeah it was so good so overall what'd you give first score um i really liked it i enjoyed it it wasn't what i you know it wasn't a predictable ending there were certain things you're like oh my god you thought this was gonna happen but nope that happened so um i give it a nine out of ten wow that's my girl (laughs) right there well Overall, we are now over, I don't even know how long this was, talking about this movie. Is 30 minutes? Uh, it, it says 37, and you have to factor in, like, parents talking for, like, five minutes. Yeah, so, so yeah, 30 minute overall. Well, thanks for breaking it down. You really did. No, you did a really good job breaking it down. I'll be honest. Those movies that I love, I know how to do it right. Yeah, and you're those excited. movies I don't, I mess up a lot. I really like this movie. And I, can I point out things that wasn't true about certain characters? <clears throat> the last movie, Love, Simon, that we Coughed talked about. Coughed right into the microphone. I'm going to have to edit that out. Well, That's what I did. Today. That was the point. <laughs> uh, so, wait. Oh, yeah. We did see that. Ben Mendelsohn. Shout out to him. Yeah. Always like him in movies. He, he was really good at playing a jerk. One final thing I want to say. It irked me that the people who I knew in this movie were who were not American English speakers had to be speaking an American accent. And it's like, oh, I know you're Australian, Ben Mendelsohn. Oh, Simon Pegg, I know you're British. But fine, sure. Speaking yeah. American accent, you guys did a good job. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyway, very cool technology. So overall, cool. like I think we all can agree, though. See it. Oh, yeah. See it on the big screen. Uh, this movie hopefully saves the month of March for movie theaters. They do count March totals, even though this movie got released at the end of the month and it's going to go into April. But this is a movie that a lot of people should... I, people don't want the kind of stressful movies that we see that kind of make you think a lot. Yeah. People want movies like this that are that come right to them or spoon-fed to them. Yep. And I think this will score very well with people in terms of that. I do too. And so. I think that listening to this will help them understand, go see it. And coming, after yeah. 38 minutes. Yeah, exactly. So let's wrap this up at the BNR Podcast at Old Boyle 92 at Becca Zemanski, at Michaela underscore CD. <laughs> That's, yeah. I mean... That's basically tr- how it tr- works. I have trouble with it. Every you did a good time. job, though. Thank you. We also have to talk about, just quickly, I saw, it won't be long. It's a quick five-minute new new segment we said we'd talk about <laughs> that I've been seeing some old Shut classics oh, that's from right. high school. I was thinking we should, yeah, I know. We and should. I'm not doing much about it, besides Un- the fact. Uh, Unsane, I gave eight out of ten. Very good movie. Well, Seems that's not old. That's no, not, I know. That's not well, part of this. Gonna, it's a new Unsane, I saw 5.5. <laughs> we'll get into it the next podcast. It's, don't see it. He'll see say it. see it. I say don't. Very good movie. Uh, but Forgetting Sarah Marshall and I Love You, Man. Saw those back-to-back this past week. And um, just old instant classics. And to me, that's helping me with my ratings nowadays, too. Those are the movies that I say I don't see again. movies again. I give both of those 8.5s. Um, and it helps me log stuff on IMDb, too. But it brings me back with a reality check of movies. It makes me think, that is a classic movie to me. That is a movie that is funny. I enjoy. I laugh. I just I love it. And um, I can sit from beginning to end and just I didn't want to move from my seat. And to me, those are those awesome movies that I put so high up on the rating scale. So 8.5 for both of those two movies. Um, And 
they really just helped me with my score and seeing stuff now. And I'm like, will I watch this again in the future? Will I really appreciate this later on? And that's kind of why, like, Unsure to me was one of those Unseen. ones. Unseen. Unseen. Again, unsure about the whole movie, and that's why I can't even get the title right. Unseen. I even have it in my phone as uh, Unsure. Unseen. To me, I will never see that movie again. It, it, hey, I hey. give it credit. It was good, and that's why it's above a five. But it's not a good movie. You can't give that a seven. You literally then, just said it was a good movie, but it wasn't a good no, movie. No, it wasn't in the point that you can't give that movie a seven and give this movie an eight. Like this I gave movie it, is I gave so Unseen. I gave Unseen an eight. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, you can, because look at what he was with. He had a, a budget that was fraction of that movie, and it gripped me in a way that this movie actually didn't emotionally. I'm surprised. That movie was emotionally. That movie was very, predictable. I don't know. I've no, heard no, no, no. it. I've seen it. Relax. It was... <laughs> Relax. Unse- Unseen was just like, you just didn't know what was true and what wasn't happening. You're like, what the heck's going on here? Like, you don't know if what she's saying is the truth or what they're saying is the truth. Who are these people? Do they have her best interest in mind? Unseen, I thought, was always locked in every word. Well, agree to disagree. Now, I'm not saying that Unseen... Like, if you're telling me, all right, you're on the couch, you get to either watch Unseen or Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Yeah, I'll watch Forgetting Sarah Marshall because that's a, a rewatchable movie is one thing versus a movie that I can respect. And we, you and I have seen a bunch of movies over the last two years that's True. like, that, hey, that was a good movie, but I don't feel like I need to see it again. Excuse me, I burped right into the mic. All right, we got to wrap this podcast up. Yeah, for sure. So overall, don't see it. I'm still sticking with that. Thanks for listening to the PNR Podcast. We out.